want to have a lot of money. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't want to be rich? Even if you're one of those super rare people who don't, you still need money. Money is what we collectively agree to be our medium for exchange. And unless you live off-grid, somewhere in the desert or somewhere in the mountains, you kind of need money to survive. Welcome to the Healthy Underline Podcast. In today's episode, we take a deep dive into the topic of money. And that also marks month numero three of my aligned year. I'm so excited. So you are right where you need to be to take a 360 degree look at your life and start designing the life of your dreams. At the end of this episode, I will share some more details about my aligned year and what you can do to get even more of its juiciness. In my intro, I said that money is the collectively agreed medium for exchange. And I think it's energy exchange, actually. We do something and then we get money for it. So we use our energy for something and get money in return. Someone else uses their energy towards something and we give them our money for it. So basically it's an exchange of energy encapsulated in money. In a way, it's like a battery. You charge it with your energy and then you use it to power up someone else's battery. You might wonder though, why is it so important? And what is the connection between your money and your health and aligned living? On the one hand, I think financial struggles are some of the worst struggles and they can make you very, very sick. If you have ever been in a position where you had to seriously worry about money, you probably know what I'm talking about. On the other hand, however, even though money cannot really buy happiness, it can certainly pave the way for your dreams to become a reality. So what does it mean to be rich? We all want to be rich, but what does it mean for you? When are you rich? When do you feel rich? And the answers to these questions are different for everyone. There is no definition which says that you need to be a millionaire to be rich or you need to drive at least a Lamborghini to be rich. So it's super individual and only you know what makes you feel rich. And this can change over time. Feeling rich for me can be when I go to a really nice restaurant and I don't look at the prices of the dishes I order. Knowing I can order whatever I want to eat, that is a moment when I feel rich. Another one is... Getting a cab from the central station or from the airport to the hotel when I'm on my holidays. So the moment when I leave the building, the airport building, and I simply just get into a cab or get into an Uber for that matter, and I have the driver maneuver my heavy suitcase into the trunk and drive me to my destination. That's a moment where I feel very rich. 
you can tell those examples are not expensive in and of themselves. But those are things that I just didn't afford when I was younger and when I had less money. I would be very conscious of expenses which I could avoid or expenses I could lower simply by ordering food that is less pricey or saving money by choosing public transport over a cab. For me, rich is definitely a feeling. Since we're on the topic of being and feeling rich, one of the biggest money mindset shifts I experienced was when I asked myself the question, how I think about rich people. There, I uncovered a big limiting belief that I had. I actually thought quite negatively of people who were rich. In my eyes, they spend their money frivolously or they're very impolite and they think that the rules everyone else obeys to, they just don't apply to them and they can do whatever they want. And at the same time, I wanted to be rich though and I want to have tons of money to do whatever I want with my life and, well, that somehow didn't add up. Obviously, I don't want to be an asshole and everyone who is rich seems to be one. But I do want to be rich. What? So this equation just didn't add up. Needless to say, I reprogrammed my beliefs about rich people. And now I'm at a point in my life where I celebrate every time I come across someone who I consider rich. And this is but one example of many, many money beliefs that I had. And some of them I obviously still have. And it took me time and it took me energy to first explore them and then replace them with more serving beliefs. Those beliefs that allow me to actually earn more and live in financial abundance. Many of those beliefs that we think are true, they are rooted in our upbringing. So how did your parents and caretakers think about money? Were there money statements that you grew up with, which you heard over and over and over again. A classic example of this is the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, or money is the root of all evil. Oh, another good one. It takes money to make money. <laughs> I think many of these sentences are culturally and or religiously anchored. And each country, each region, each language has its own set of those. There are sentences that we say in German, which I grew up with, such as Über Geld spricht man nicht, which translates to just don't talk about money. Or another fun one, Geld stinkt, which means money stinks, as in it smells bad. And then there is one, Geld wächst nicht auf Bäumen, which is the same as the English money doesn't grow on trees. And I actually found out that there is the same expression in France. L'argent ne pousse pas sous les arbres. So there must be something about money and trees in many cultures. My best guess is paper. <laughs> But I'm curious, which sentences did you hear when you grew up? And I'm sure every culture has its own set of limiting money beliefs deeply ingrained in its DNA. The thing with these beliefs is that they have been there seemingly forever and mostly we're just not aware of them. And that's how they unconsciously influence how we think and especially how we act. So I have a little challenge for you and that is to note every time when you have a thought about money, 
or any money-related topic. Just observe it. No judgment. When you buy your groceries, what do you think? When you look at your bank statements, what comes up? Or when you decide to not look at your bank statements, why is that? Collect everything that you notice. Just observe and collect. You could also take some time and journal about it and list everything that comes to mind. How do the people around you now think and talk about money? How do you feel about earning money? How do you feel about spending money? I noticed at one point, for example, that I felt kind of embarrassed to earn more than my parents did when they were my age. So I didn't really appreciate it and I prefer not to talk about it. Turned out that was blocking me, obviously, to earn more. And the crazy thing about it is that my parents, they invested a lot in me and in my development and my education to be able to earn more than them at one point. So for them, this is actually a great thing. And they're super excited for me. Which is an example that mostly we are our own roadblocks on the way to financial abundance. So I think it's time to clear up the way ahead. Once you have your list of thoughts and beliefs, take an honest look at it. Are those really your thoughts? Or is it actually your neighbor saying these things? Do you want to think this way? And the most important question, is this actually true? So to take my example of rich people being arrogant and frivolous and ignorant, that's actually far from the truth. Of course, there are those. However, there are those in every income group. And there are so many wealthy people who are kind, loving, who enjoy their lives and who do great things with their money. So I had to learn that money, it just amplifies who you are. It allows you to express yourself bigger and louder. And somehow people seem to pay more attention to those with money. So if you are arrogant and insensitive without money, you are just the same with money, just with more impact. And the same goes the other way around as well. If you are a kind and loving person without money, you are just the same with money, just that you have a bigger impact. I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that I understand money as energy. I give energy and I receive money for it. And I receive energy from others and I give them money. So, of course, not every energy exchange is materialized by money. So, what I'm talking about here are products, services, maybe experiences, healing offers, and so on. So in my view, this energy can have different vibrations. How I earn this money affects its vibration and consequently also it affects how I spend it. So bear with me on this one. Let me give you an example. Every time I earn my money doing something I don't like, actually I hate doing that thing and I feel like I have to work really hard for it like in an unsatisfying way I personally tend to spend my money also in a kind of a weird way I spend it on stuff thinking I really earned it to treat myself with this money because I worked so hard on this stupid thing I don't spend it lovingly and there is a lot of spite in my attitude so for me this entire chain is bullshit there is nothing wrong with working hard and there is nothing wrong with treating yourself. I do both all the time. 
But there is something about the energy which is attached to this chain of events that renders the entire thing useless, could be even harmful. And for sure, I just wasted my time by the way I worked for it and by the way that I spend it. Once I realized how I can influence the energy I give to money, how I earn it, how I spend it, things started to shift, as they almost always do when you realize something significant and you decide to act on this realization. So slowly, I paid more attention to how I earn my money. My job didn't really change, but my attitude about it did. Like, for example, I zoomed out more often to see the bigger picture of why what I was doing was important in the general sense of things. How it helped for something else to happen. Also, I really started to count my blessings during this time. How I had a job that paid my bills. How... I was actually skilled to do this task. How blessed I was with my colleagues and so on. And since my attitude changed, my job started to change as well. New opportunities came in. I attracted some fun projects and I met new colleagues that I could hang out with. So what about how I spent my money? Needless to say, I changed my spending patterns. I decided to start spending my money on things which make me feel good and which are aligned with my values and my goals. So in general, I had a more long-term outlook, but I did not deprive myself of the pleasures of everyday life. Don't get me wrong. I got my finances in order. I developed my own financial management system and I started to spend my money with more joy instead of the spite that I had before. And spending my money aligned with my values, that's a big one. I want to give my energy, aka my money, towards causes, entrepreneurs, even companies that I trust and who I align with. And that's a difficult journey. And I'm far from being there 100%, but eventually I think I'll get there. So here are some things that I did. I chose my investment funds not based on return but based on what impact they will have on the planet in the positive sense of course oh and here's the disclaimer since i mentioned the word investment this is not a financial advice and i am in no way shape or form in the position to give financial advice to anyone so do with this information whatever you want and please use your own discretion Okay, with that out of the way, what else did I do? I started buying more on Etsy and from small companies online. Because in my head, I imagine that they make a little happy dance every time when a new order comes in. Just like I do it when an order comes in. And I also have the feeling that I am supporting them to live their dreams by buying something that I wanted to get anyways. And also, I started to really invest in myself, my own growth, my own health, learning, and of course I invest money on my own fun and joy because that's just the best way to spend my money in my opinion. As you can probably tell, I spent a lot of time thinking about money and analyzing my own money mindset in the past. And at one point I got a bit frustrated with myself because I felt I had put too much focus on it. I had become somewhat too tense about doing everything right. 
Tension is never a good look. And I want to have a relaxed and flowing relationship with money and with everything about money. So whenever I feel I'm obsessing about something, I ask myself, what can I automize to not have it take up so much real estate in my mind? And that's the cue for my money routines. Because for me, routines are an awesome way to automize my behavior and take the guesswork and overthinking out of any topic in my experience. So let's talk about money routines. Everyone's routines are different, of course, and you can find so much fun and educative information about it on YouTube. My intention for this was, though, that I wanted to stay on top of my financial situation and kind of bask in the juiciness of my riches while allowing myself to back off and not get too obsessed with it at the same time. So it was right around this time when I learned of the concept of a money date. I think it might have been Sahara Rose talking about it in one of her podcasts. And I really love this concept. And here is what this looks like for me. I literally take myself out on a date, a money date. And I do that at the end of each month. I get myself ready. I wear something special or maybe I'll wear something cozy depending on my mood. And I get myself all jished up and then I set the scene. I have a beautiful Lakshmi figurine, some abundance crystals that I put on my desk. I turn up some nice music and maybe I make myself a tea or a coffee depending on the time of the day. And then I open up my tracking file, which I have created to stay up to date with whatever happens with my finances. So it's basically an Excel file but I call it my abundance dashboard. And I then look at my bank accounts and I update the numbers in my dashboard. This helps me to have a pretty good overview of how I spend my money, the in and the outflows, if I have money in my educational budget, which I call my growth bucket, <laughs> and other topics. I have developed this entire system for myself, including financial goals that I want to reach within a specific period of time. So this podcast is not about that, but if you are interested in learning more about how I set up my personal financial management, just let me know. It's pretty tailored to me and to my little universe. However, I always enjoy learning about how other people set up their systems. So if this is you and you think this is interesting, just let me know and I will share more about it. On to other money-related routines I do. I do regular tapping sessions on my money beliefs. I do tapping sessions on my financial goals. And I do tapping sessions especially on how I want to feel around money. I will also add some tapping videos on money and money mindset on my Instagram this month. So just check out at Zen and Green on Instagram and Trust me, it's super easy, yet it's so powerful. And you can simply play the video and you can tap along with me. So what else? I, I have a little money corner, or maybe you can call it a money altar in my home. There I have my Lakshmi figurine, I have my abundance crystals, and I have actual bills of money there. And every time I pass by, or every time I see it, which is right now actually, I make it a point to feel excited about the riches that are coming into my life. So it's like a daily reminder in my home 
to feel good about money and to feel the juiciness of financial abundance. The last thing that I do is that I work with affirmations. One example is, so every time when I'm outside and I see a scent laying there somewhere on the ground, or I receive money in any way, like could even be the change that I get at the cash register. I say to myself out loud or in my head, depending on where I am, I love money and money loves me. <laughs> I love this one. Another one is that when I make an online payment, I say, there's more where this came from, which is a statement that I learned from Gala Darling, which I just love. There are so many fun and powerful money affirmations that you can find on the internet. However, I think the best ones are always those which are really tailored to you and to your limiting beliefs or your goals, how you want to feel about money and so on. So just create your own affirmations. Just write down how you want to feel about it, how you want to welcome money into your life. And then there you go. You have your own tailored personal money affirmations. Let me add some words about personal finance. I sort of talked about it when I was talking about my money date. And personal finance is unfortunately something which is not taught in schools. And at least in my life, I wasn't really modeled or explained how to have a healthy relationship with money and how to manage my finances. Don't get me wrong. I learned the value of saving my money. Somehow that was a thing when I grew up. But nobody would talk about investing. It was always all about saving. Also, there are day-to-day expenses. There are budgets. There is understanding your inflows, your outflows, the taxes, insurances, and everything else in between. On top of that, different countries have their own financial systems. For example, in Germany, you are celebrated for not having any debt. Whereas in the US, your credit score is something that you actively shape. There are different kinds of subsidies, there are different tax deductibles or general fees, different in each country. And all of those things I learned myself somehow, or actually not really. I mainly dealt with it when it came up, trying to figure it out as I went along. And unfortunately, this led to me not feeling really comfortable with personal financial management. And I was actually really turned off when someone would talk about it. And they probably used terms that I've never heard of or that I just wouldn't really know what they meant. And then if you mix that with a couple of limiting beliefs around money, you can't imagine what my bank accounts looked like. I mean, luckily, I was never really irresponsible with money, but I wasn't building a future with it either. Now, fast forward to today. I'm still no financial expert. However, I took the time to learn about it. I tried to grow and experiment with my finances. I have an investment plan. I have a savings plan. I allocate specific amounts to my own growth, to donations and so on. This, this month, I actually plan to experiment with fixed budgets for the first time. I've never done it this way. And I heard really, really great things about it. So I'm really excited. I will experiment with it and I see how this works for me. And I'll probably tweak it so that it fits into my life and into my money belief system. And also I'm becoming much smarter about diversifying my money inflows to not put all my eggs in one basket. 
My ultimate goal is to make most of my income from passive income sources so that I can free up my time to do more of what I love and what brings me joy or just chill. <laughs> so if I only follow the logic of selling my time for money, which is basically what I did in my corporate job or how I do it now with my coaching offers, my inflow is inevitably limited by my time. So I can either work more where I can increase my prices. And both options is, that's not what I'm looking for. So my solution is to create more passive income sources for myself, and then in turn, free up my time to do other stuff. Again, it's a super interesting topic. Let me know if you want to learn more about this. I'm still on my way with this myself. However, I welcome you to join me on this journey, and maybe we can work on this alongside. Um, just let me know send me a message if you're interested and we can discover more about this together I want to clarify one more thing so this whole talk about money in this episode and in my aligned year in general this month I will talk only about money pretty much this is not about mindlessly amassing money not at all It's about getting clear on what you want and about understanding how you might be holding yourself back from abundance by your own attitude towards money, your limiting beliefs, the energy you assign to money and so on. Money, it's a tool. It's a medium of exchange. It's not the goal. It's what we can do and achieve with those financial resources and the impact that we can create more than anything else. After listening to this episode, how do you feel about your current money situation? Are you happy with where you are? How is your money mindset? If you have any money routines, I'd love to hear about them. I always love learning about other people's routines. If there's anything else you would like to share, just send me a message on Instagram at zenandgreen or just send me an email at lisa at zenandgreen.com. I hope you enjoyed all of these insights about money and money mindset and everything about it. So this episode is actually part of my signature program, My Aligned Year. As the name suggests, it's a year-long journey to your own healthy and aligned living. We have a focus topic for each month and money is the topic of this month. Last month, we took a close look at your home, your home environment and how it supports you in your goals or how it might hinder you actually in achieving your goals. And the other parts of the program I share on my Instagram at Zen and Green. I also have a newsletter with lots of insights. You can find the sign up link in the show notes and of course here on the Healthy and Aligned podcast. So I love to see you here on this journey with me. If you want to connect, if you have any questions about this or if you just want to share your thoughts with me you can find me on instagram at zen and green or you can just send me a good old email at lisa at zenandgreen.com i wish you a beautiful rest of your day bye